0: Good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome back to the Know Your Role Player podcast. I'm your host, J215 Forever. Follow your boy on IG, and on my IG page is the Know Your Role Player underscore podcast page. Once you go to that page, um, you can go to anchor.com, excuse me, anchor.fm backslash Know Your Role Player. That's every episode ever posted on there. Or you can go on any social media. Whether that is Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you can just hashtag Know Your Role Player K N O W Y A R O L E P L A Y E R, and every episode that I've ever posted is on there. All right, the best way that you can listen to this podcast is to download the Anchor app. Once you download the Anchor app, whether you listen to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, Castbox, Breaker, FM Radio or many, many more, all right? I try to get the moment as many as possible. Listen, thank everybody for the new subscribers. We got a lot, of, a lot of good feedback from our 1.0 mock draft. And as always, had to bring the guests back. French what's up? Say what's up to the people. What's going on, everybody? I'm real excited for this one. Yeah, now, um, again, in the reference to the last uh, episode, we did mock draft 1.0. Today is only Tuesday, so there's no draft talk today. So, again, y'all want draft talk? That'll be on Saturday or Sunday-ish. I'm try to get that in on Saturday, maybe Saturday afternoon. Um, but yeah, we'll do our first uh, lottery mock draft, and we'll do another four or five guys that we like in the draft. Uh, we'll try to find value. That's what we're gonna try to do in our next episode. But listen, forget all that, man. We got a lot to get, got a lot, lot to get to. Um, as y'all know, there was an NBA game, but we're gonna put that to a slight, a, a slight back burner. All right. Now listen, this is the NBA finals. All right. We will talk about that. We will break down that game. We will break down the next game. But, yeah, we got to talk about USA basketball, man. Um, Who? USA basketball. Um, Now, in 2019, um, Kobe Bryant said something interesting. He said, listen, uh, other teams are starting to have more talent, and they're catching up to us. Now, I agree with that, and they might be catching up to us. But catching up to us, we should still beat them. And I got to talk about two words, roster construction, even before I even talk about last night's games. Um, When Kevin Love, I'm not letting this go. French is going to laugh at me. When Kevin Love was selected over Julius Randle, I knew there was a problem. I knew (laughs) there that they were picking names and not requisite (laughs) talent. All right. Also, let's talk about POA defense. Point of attack defense, that is, the initial guard that plays defense once the first screen is set. Listen, all y'all got to do is watch either Bradley Beal, Damian Lillard, or Zach Levine. Dog, these are three of the worst pick <laughs> and roll defensive guards. And they're all stud players. They're all – I'd love any of them on my team. But as far as pick-and-roll defense, dog, Dame doesn't even fight the screen. He just goes under it. He doesn't even care who shoots it. Bradley Beal runs headfirst into the screen. You'll never see him again. And Zach Levine's not fighting much through a screen. Um, Kevin Durant and Jason Tatum are getting killed on backdoor screens. They act like they never seen one before. And dog, listen. Australia has six NBA players, alright? So I'm not gonna act like they're bums. They are a formidable team. But dog, Patty Mills was killing them dudes, man. Um he scored 22 points. The USA went out of, went without a field goal for the last four minutes and 34 seconds, and they lost 80, 90, well, uh, excuse me, let me say it the right way. Australia won 91-83. Uh, U.S. drops to 0-2. And another thing with this game, after they lost to Nigeria in game one, and I'm going to give French a, a couple minutes to speak, so let me just run off my complaints and my rants. Um... I really thought they was going to come out with better effort. I didn't panic too much over Nigeria. I thought Nigeria pushed the ball really well. Um, I thought they hit a bunch of threes. I, I just thought they played athletic and quick. Australia, they're okay. You know, they got Joe Ingles that can hit some perimeter shots. They don't even got Ben Simmons, who could who could be a for team USA. But they, they're much more manageable to beat. And I just felt like after the first quarter, you know, Dame got some shots off. KD got some shots off. But, again, if we talk about roster construction, I don't think we have good enough role players on this team. I don't think we have point guards that create for others. I don't think we have ball movers, guys who move the ball. And, again, point-of-attack defenders. Other than Draymond Green, who is our lockdown defender? Who is our guy that can fight through picks? Who is our Andre Iguodala? You know what I'm saying? Even Jason Kidd was a defensive stopper. If you remember, I know we love Kobe. Kobe chose to be a defensive player on Team USA. You have to fill roles, all right? But, again, enough of me. I'm going to give the Florida French French go in. All
1: right. So, you touched on a couple things, but I'm going to bring up some yeah,
0: – I got some questions.
1: You know, how many points did Ben Simmons have last night?
0: He didn't play. He is not on the Australian team. He is working on his game this summer.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: how many – Combined all star
1: appearances does Team Australia have? You said they had some NBA players. How many combined all star appearances? Zero. How many combined first or second all NBA teams? Zero. Okay. I'm just, I was just curious. You got cause... talent, though. That, that's not a,
0: that's not, that is Wait, not an indication they of they talent. Do they do have talent.
1: talent. How many NBA starters are uh, on that
0: team? Uh, I... I think Petty Mill started some of the year,
1: but but zero. Everyone on that team that, that, that's gonna, not an
0: indication, a fair indication of the talent they are right. it's not a, a good team. They're they are a good, a good team. team, but here's my point.
1: While they are a good team, you look at the guys that we put on the floor.
0: I hate our starting five. I say that. No, I way. do.
1: I hate I hate the starting five. But it doesn't matter who we put out there on the starting five. We should be better at every single position. And My first complaint is what I said the lot when we talked the other day about this. It's who's the leader on this? team? Your coach cannot be the leader. You're grown men. That stuff works in college, in high school, in AAU. You're grown men. Who is the alpha male that's like, yo, I'm not losing to Australia. I'm not losing to Nigeria. I didn't give up my summer vacations with my girlfriend, my wife, or my family. Or my boys to come out here and lose exhibition games to teams that have that don't have NBA All Stars. Mm. You know this isn't Spain, and that's what I want people to wake up and realize.
0: Argentina. People this, say like this, some this game does Serbia. Yeah,
1: they got they, some tough teams to play. They say that this you know isn't a big deal. It is a big deal because you're losing to teams that. Aren't even probably making it out of the group stage in the Olympics, Mm. to be honest. So, like we said, you you haven't played France. You haven't played, you know, like you said, Spain, Argentina, Um, even England's gonna actually. The UK is gonna have a decent squad this year.
0: Argentina tonight, I think. But
1: yeah, so my point is, you know, you gotta find the alpha male. So it
0: doesn't have to be a starter. I think. I hear you, but I think that's overrated. I, I have a instead of alpha male team construction, give me quality players. Let's start with our center position. We get killed on the glass time after time again. I'm fine with Draymond, but in this in this setting, I don't think Draymond should play center. I should think he should play power four. Also, think don't going small. It's not as. Do you know who the center should have been? Who Christian Wood? Uh... Going no
1: no no. Listen and for. For what, you know, international basketball is the ability to be able to guard on the perimeter and the ability to be able to shoot from the perimeter. Because you have to keep the big men honest. Draymond's not going to do that.
0: Davis would have been the perfect player for us.
1: Well, yes, but he's not. Davis is never playing in the Olympics again. I can tell you that right now. I'm not going to agree with that. He's too afraid to get hurt.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to agree with that. Uh, But also, I agree with
1: the point guard. What you said about Dame Lillard and the point guard position is correct. I, I, people have to remember the Olympics is not an all-star game.
0: No. It's not
1: an NBA game. And those really good Olympic teams had Jason Kidd. They had Stephon Marbury.
0: But not even that. Allen Iverson. But it's, not, it's not first. the name. It's the willingness and the role. But no, that's Dwayne, what I'm saying. D- Dwayne Wade and Kobe Bryant were defensive stoppers on those teams. That's what they want to do. They got stops. Even Jason Kidd, he got stops. When Chris Paul was on there, he was an offensive creator. He set up the offense, but he was a defensive stopper. There is no – Dog, listen, like I said, Dame, they're they're fine players, but I cannot start a Dame and Bradley Beal backcourt. They're getting torched, man. They're getting killed. Not only are they
1: getting killed, but even on offense, the one knock that you can have on Dame Willard is he's not a pass-first point guard. He's not a get-the-team-involved-first point guard. I'm not saying he can't be, but that's just not what he normally does. And I don't have a problem with you starting, Dan Willard, at the two position for this team. But what they needed was a real point guard. The question is, can Drew
0: Holiday be that guy? Oh, listen, he'll be that guy for one reason only. Defense, all right? (laughs) He will defend a pick-and-roll way better than Bradley Beal and Dame ever will, man. So that's my uh, only
1: thing I'm not concerned about, right? Because you said the starting five. That's changing. That's 100. Listen, Devin Booker is starting on the Olympic team.
0: Yeah, he'll be an upgrade over Bradley Beal.
1: And they might start Chris Middleton and slide KD down.
0: I would do that, too.
1: So that's what I'm like, there's things that can happen, but I do think team construction was a huge issue just because – not so much the Julius Randle,
0: but I think – I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't believe in past performances on a guy that's clearly on the decline or another guy that's on an incline. I just don't like that. Well, no, I – The I, bad optics.
1: I hear what you're saying, but I just mean from the way they play the game is completely different. Julius being a more ISO player versus Kevin Love being a more rotational ISO swing player, player. But He's
0: also a rebounder and a really good passer. ISO player is oh, yes. a fair thing. He averaged more assists than Kevin Love this season. He did, but they don't. That's what I'm just saying in general. They don't play the same way.
1: Kevin loves that spot of shooter potential guy.
0: And he also didn't play last night, so I know.
1: But all the my last point also with this team USA and that particular game is you. Patty Mills, dude. (laughs) Kevin Durant one on one with Patty Mills. Patty Mills gets to the rim and he Katie's getting cooked. Now listen, people. I was arguing with people on Twitter, and I said I understand. Patty Mills is a veteran. Patty Mills can play offensively. Nobody's ever questioned if you watch the NBA. He is one of the best role players, you know, in the last 10 years just for what he's done in big moments on those teams. But Patty Mills can't – he shouldn't – not that he can't. He shouldn't be dominating a basketball game against a a team that's basically an American all-star team. He shouldn't be dominating that game on the other team. But, like, they have no physical interior toughness. It's just, I don't know, it's a mess. And you know what I'll say? It's starting to look like Mike Krzyzewski is a bigger deal than maybe people thought. Because the one thing I'll say about Mike Krzyzewski when he was, you know, coaching this team and dominating, it wasn't even – ignore the fact of the players that he had. But like you said, he was a – not those players that you named that – you know, committed to defense. It was also because Mike Shashevsky was able to get guys to understand ahead of time listen, I'm going to put you on this team because you're a great player. But because you're a great player, I need you to do something different than you're used to normally doing. Because it's not about winning a championship, it's about
0: winning a medal for the country. So, um, yeah, a couple other news in those. Uh, I'm not gonna let Jason Tatum slide with that air ball. It was like <laughs> four feet, not near the rim. No way, dude. And it's kind of weird. They gotta find like, all right, I don't, Tatum should be the sixth man. I'm fine with it. He can give instant offense. Um, Durant should definitely move up to power forward, and he just just have just get by bigger players, man. I'm just yeah. tired of them guarding smaller players. Um the Bradley Beal thing, like I said, man, he's missing open threes, too, which I wasn't happy for. He made a couple of defensive plays, but like I said, it's point of attack defense that I have a problem with, and it's just – I feel like uh, – Just use him as a gun when needed in yeah. games. That's I right. liked it, the Kelvin Johnson minutes. I thought he was pretty okay. solid. Uh, also, I like Sadiq Bay. I don't mind if those type of players – those type of players are the players you need. The, the, another thing they need is a guy, a guy that moves the ball because – I yeah. feel like when a guy gets the ball, they're just going to shoot. Now, Damian Lillard was more aggressive, and he should be more aggressive, but I don't know how many guys on this team are going to pass the ball. Like... Well,
1: what was the deal with Aaron Fox?
0: Uh, he might be from somewhere that we don't know.
1: Okay. No, I'm just I don't know. if I'm, I'm just thinking, you know, of potential ball movers. I don't know if they are American or not American, but um... he's one I'm not particularly sure about, but you know, there are young point guards. There's, there's if, I like I, said, hey, I just I got a like, name for you. I have a name for you. LaMelo Ball, the rookie of oh the man. year.
0: That would have been someone. Lonzo fun Ball. Remember. Yeah, Lonzo. Who I think would, would look lot. real good in international basketball. Yeah. I, I I feel like in um they have uh what's our what's the dude from Detroit name? Uh the small forward.
1: Oh, Jeremy Grant.
0: Yeah, he was okay. Um, but he looks for his offense a lot. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I feel like whenever – Jerry Colangelo needs to stop building these rosters too. I, I want somebody else doing it. But whoever does it next, let's not first focus. Because obviously star players have to get in. But let's build a roster. Let's not just focus on names. It's just, it's, the whole roster feels like names. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. Fit.
1: See, that's the problem. We're letting stars in. Superstars deserve to get in. But if the superstars don't want to – then I think whoever's constructing this team needs to put the best team together to, that'll dominate the tournament. Yeah. But because I just don't understand, like when, and this isn't a knock against Dame Lillard, but Dame Lillard is there because Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook, like Playtime certain people, like people didn't want to play or couldn't play, you know, for whatever reasons. Like Jeremy Grant, you have to, you know, appreciate this opportunity. You're there because LeBron's not. And a handful right. of other dudes are not there. You know, right. Kyrie's not there. James Harden's not there. Like, so.
0: Yeah, but that's it on that, man. I don't want to spend any more time on TBS. Yeah. They got Argentina tonight. Don't lose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, they're they're going to lose, but don't lose. Uh, I think they're going to win. I think Pride got to kick in at some point, man. Pride and effort got to kick in. And <laughs> I think Pride and effort to kick in tonight, man. Uh, but listen, let's have some fun real quick. Let's talk about game three so the Bucks finally did win a game in the series taking the series two to one after defeating the Suns on Sunday 120 to 100 um I'm not gonna say I told you so because there's a lot of series up to go but Milwaukee finally made French and I look like we know something about that <laughs> so that's pretty cool um instant thoughts from game three Um, I
1: think game three was the first time you saw Coach Bud make a legitimate adjustment, and that was giving Brooke Lopez only 21 minutes and giving Pat Connaughton 30 Mm. and moving Giannis to that five spot. Um, The second adjustment, if you look at the stat line, for once, since this is the first time all series, Giannis took the most shots. Mm. 23 shots, and then Middleton and Holiday each had 14, Lopez had nine, P.J. Tucker had five. And Bobby Fortis actually at 11. But my point is Giannis took almost twice as many shots as the next closest play. And that's what needed to happen because of that. He got to the free throw line 17 times and right. shot a crazy number. So,
0: um, so for me, a couple of things, uh, and I appreciate the nuances that you provided, especially to Pat in 30 minutes. I didn't even realize that until I looked at the stat Um, I got to start with Pete, excuse me, not PG Tucker. Other than Giannis, I got to give a big shout-out to uh, Bobby Porters. You know, we talked about him not playing well in game one and two, how they just needed, like, one or two guys to play well. And Pat Connaughton was one, but Bobby Porters was really big on some putbacks, uh, diving to the rim a couple times to get some easy dunks. He was really big. But listen, the story of this game was Giannis and imposed his will. If y'all reference back to what I said in game one, as to after game one, I just saw that physically nobody can match up against Giannis other than Aiton. And if Aiton gets in foul trouble, you just can't put Crowder, you can't put those other guys on them. They're too small. And I said that he's going to play better and better in the series, and I'm doubling down on that. Two 40-point games, and I don't even think his best game is yet to come. All right? Because he's going to have one game where he gets hot from, uh, from a jump shot where he's going to start feeling himself a little bit, at least one. Um, but he took smart shots. He only took two threes, 13 rebounds. 41 points, and no other indicator showed me how dominant he was than DeAndre Ayton getting in foul trouble one and also his body language, just looking defeated. The thing about Giannis is he actually shot well from the free throw line, too. But the thing about Giannis is is his mentality. Whether he makes shots or he misses, he's going to keep coming in here. And the guy that big and strong running that to the rim, running that to the rim. You see when even Toy Craig take a charge, Dog, this dude was almost out for the next game, man. Because I, I tell people people talk about, oh, Giannis gets tired too much. Giannis has to learn one thing: how to pick his spots. He doesn't pick his spots. He just goes hard the whole game, and that is very honorable. But for like sustainability, you probably don't always want that. But listen, for the finals, it's fine. You want to go hard to most of the finals. But he has to learn how to pick his spots. Want to be on the court, not really look for a shot, just kind of be engaged. It's something he has to learn. It's one of the biggest things I learned from Kobe that superstars had to do. Now, there was a weird thing that happened in this game. Uh, Devin Booker played 29 minutes, but I don't know if he got benched or rested because I just feel like he didn't play a lot portions of the game. Did you feel that way? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think Monty Williams threw in the towel definitely in the
1: third quarter. Um because you didn't even see I don't think Devin Booker played a second Yeah, but how do you in the throw fourth. in a
0: towel and leave the 36 year old guard in there? Like that's weird. That's a weird towel throw. It's like he threw in half the towel.
1: I don't know. He said he wasn't hurt, you know? He wasn't Monty Williams said he wasn't benched. It was just the flow of the game. No listen. Whatever that means.
0: Devin Booker has not shot well other than the second half of game 2. In this game he was 3 for 14, 1 for 7 from the 3 and 2 assists. I want to talk about the assists because in the Denver series and in most of these playoffs, he's been pretty good at distributing. All right, even even though he looks to score, he does pass. And I felt like for most of game three, he was just shooting threes, shooting threes, shooting threes. And it wasn't enough aggressiveness as far as attacking off of picking rolls, going to the rim and playing downhill. Uh, like I said, DeAndre Ayton played well again. All right, he had 18 points, 9 rebounds in 24 minutes, but 5 fouls. All right, that was the big thing for him. Miles Bridges, a no-show. Jay Crowder was huge with six out of seven from the three-point line, 18.16 rebounds, definitely something to build off of. Uh, Cameron Johnson, even though he only shot one for five from the three, played really well with 14 points, all right? So there's a couple of things encouraging if you want to talk about the Suns for next game, uh, and let's do that right now. So game four, before you give me a prediction, give me your two keys for each team and then give me your prediction. <laughs> All right. So my first key for Phoenix is
1: definitely Devin Booker. He's got to get going. And I think part of the problem is he's taking too many jump shots early on in the game and he's just not getting in a rhythm. I think he needs to attack off the dribble because that's what he did well in, against the Lakers, against Denver and against the Clippers was getting to his mid range and not settling for three pointers necessarily. Um, Second key for Phoenix is figuring out their rotation. Monty Williams has a problem. You and I highlighted it when Dario Sarge went down. He is was one of the keys to them winning this finals just because he could give in legitimate minutes on the bench. Right now, you're asking Aiton to play more minutes, which is part of the reason he's getting into foul trouble because I think he's getting tired sometimes on defense. And a mm. lot of his fouls are just lazy, not moving your feet, reaching in. Um, now, on the other side, with Milwaukee, uh, the biggest key for me is going to be Drew Holiday. You played well in game three. You played really well on defense. I need to see if you can duplicate that for game four, and maybe now you're starting to, you'll start to trend upward. Um, second key for me is the bench. The bench is part of the reason they won game three. Mm-hmm. Bobby Portis is playing aggressive, hustling. You know, he picked up a technical that you saw coming because he was just, you know, he was in the game talking, junk to Jay Crowder. And these are the little things that I think, you know, is going to propel this team potentially. I do think they still need something from Forbes, though. That'd be like my 2A. Um, and my prediction for the game, game four... I know I originally have been saying Milwaukee in six. I'm switching that to the Suns in five. I think Whoa! the Suns. T- <laughs> I think the Suns take game four. Devin Booker drops a thirty piece.
0: Wow! What? All right. So before I ask you what happened and changes, let me just drop my two and two. So again, um, I still need continuing, consistent play and efficient play for Holiday. Also need Middleton to play better. Six to fourteen, not bad, but he could have played a little bit, better, a bit more aggressive. So again, the other two stars got to play better because I feel like Giannis is going to bring it for most games. Um, second team, second point, bench scoring slash three point shooting. All right, it's very important that the Bucks get all the easy offense they can. Because Phoenix is really good defensively. So, when guys are open, they have to hit shots. I'm talking to you, Brian Forbes. <laughs> I'm talking to you. I don't think Jeff Teague should be playing. At all. That's a, but don't they don't have a choice. Be. They don't have a choice. Yeah, they're, they're short of guard, so they got to play him. So, it is what it is. Um, yeah, that's my second thing. So, as far as Phoenix, Devin Booker, that's it. I need Devin Booker to get going. And DeAndre Ayton, a lack of nine fouls. If he stays out of foul trouble... They usually win because, again, even in this game, he was very, very effective. I'm going to throw 2A as French through 2A new two. Cameron Payne, man. Cameron Payne was so big for most of these playoffs. I know his ankle's a little messed up, but they really need him, man. They need to change their pace to play with speed. A lot of times Chris Paul can kind of play methodical, and that's fine, but you kind of need to push the pace sometimes. Now, what ch- happened that made you go Suns and Six – excuse me – Bucks and six to Suns and five. Okay, so it's two things.
1: Um, the first thing is Devin Booker's comments after the game. So one of the things that you know you'll see superstars or star players do sometimes in the playoffs is address the free throw situation, and that is something that Devin Booker directly addressed, where he just you know thought it was a little ridiculous that Giannis was going to the free throw line almost as much as the entire team from Phoenix not to say that they weren't fouling Giannis as much as to say that Milwaukee was getting away with some fouls. Um, So that led me to my second point, which is kind of my bigger point. I expect Devin Booker to be the assassin that he is. When he came out of college, I said, this kid is the best kid in this draft. Now, that has not been the case, but he's been like top three Mm -hmm. out of that draft. Um, And then – I just you know he's had these moments in each series where it's like yep that's the, that's devin Booker, you know, and it's the same thing you used to say about Kobe. the only real the big difference for me is that Kobe never had the misses that devin Booker did like like in the last game. I just yeah. think Devin Booker' is going to go off and expose the matchup of him against p j Tucker, which is what they seem to keep doing, which we'll see what happens, but Yeah, I I like the Suns. And like you said, about Aiton as well. He's been dominating. Not just, like, playing well. He's been absolutely dominating. But, yeah, he can't foul. And they have to help him. You can't leave him isoed with Giannis at the top of the key. Yeah. Because Giannis um, will get by him every time.
0: And they're getting close to having to start to double Giannis, man. It's the one-on-one just – dominating everybody, uh I think they're gonna have to come to a wrap soon. They're gonna have to do a better job of that. I'ma stick with my pick with Phoenix and seven excuse me, um, Bucks and seven. I'm also gonna pick this Milwaukee to win in game four. I just feel like the energy and effort can be sustainable playing at home. I feel like the role players be home. I pick Milwaukee maybe 113 to 106. I'll keep this game closer. Also, the later the series goes, whether it's game four or game five, we're going to have a really good, tight, close game. I think the blowouts were kind of an indication of just some things happening that one team can't control, but this series is about to get really tight really soon. Um, any last thoughts on the game before we get into our miscellaneous stuff?
1: Uh, my only last thought, and I want people, you know, I want your fans to pay attention to this little nugget I'm about to give you because you said his name, Cameron Payne. I think the biggest problem that I'm seeing right now with him is that they're playing him with Chris Paul when before he was just playing with Devin Booker when Chris was out because of the COVID stuff. I Mm -hmm. think Monty is going to make the adjustment and switch the substitution patterns and actually bring Payne in to play with Booker instead of having him come in to play with Chris Paul. So you might see Devin Booker starting the second quarter. Instead of Chris Paul starting the second quarter. All
0: right. I feel that. All right. Now, listen, back by popular demand is something or nothing. We got a lot of good feedback from the draft. But even more than that, we got a lot of good feedback from something or nothing. All right. Something or nothing is just where I find a bunch of random uh, reports and rumors and we just go in on them. All right. None of these are, you know, breaking news or nothing. It's just talking points. All right, this French I love this one. All right, report. The Lakers could eventually search for a potential pathways, potential pathways and quotations to reacquire Lonzo Ball. Something or nothing. Uh this is nothing. Oh.
1: Yeah, this is nothing because I actually don't think there's anything the Lakers could do to accomplish that task. Um
0: I just don't think they can afford them. That's I what think I mean, they would love
1: them. There's not like I think they would love them. Unless they can do a sign and trade with New Orleans, but they don't really have much to offer New Orleans, yeah. so I just I don't think they're going to be able to offer him the same amount of money everyone else is.
0: I agree. Uh, something and nothing. NBA scouts believe that the Sixers should keep triple-double machine Ben Simmons and sign Kyle Lowry. End of quote. To me, Ben is a point forward. And you can run the offense through him. Something.
1: Uh, people who don't know this, you and I talked a lot about this whole Kyle Lowry stuff. Um, I think he's the perfect fit to play alongside Ben Simmons. I think if that happens, you allow Ben Simmons to strictly be a slasher. You know, he doesn't necessarily have to work then so much on the three-point shot as much as the free throw shooting.
0: Also, Shams has reported that the Sixers are open to treating uh, Ben Simmons. Also, Mark Stein has also reported it. He's not on the trading block, but it just – I feel like right before the judge, like, hey, you want to make your offer, now's the time. I am still anti-trade Ben other than for like three or four players, at least for one more season. I would like to see what he's made out of after having a low point last season. Um, so, listen, Ben Simmons trade block, something or nothing. It's something, right?
1: First team all defense, runner-up defensive player of the year. So, It's something. The question would be what top teams would try to pull the trigger for Ben Simmons, and even if the Sixers would accept it. Because, see, like you said, they're not going to look to trade him. But if the right offer comes in, they'll
0: take it. Yeah, and they have to get extensions for certain people. A lot of people say Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal is one left on his deal. Yeah, and for um, Zach Levine. And you can't trade four years for one year without knowing that the player is going to sign an extension. Um, so, as far as teams, um, Mark Stein also reported Cleveland, Indiana, Minnesota, Toronto, and Sacramento are among teams that express interest. I have zero interest in any of those teams' players. Toronto, I can do something with some of those guys, but for the most part, 90s nah, and better names. Um, like I said, it's going to be a
1: tough move. And I think it's just because teams, are, teams know what they would have to give up to get him. So, I think certain teams are just not even going to get involved.
0: Mm. All right, let's do about four more. Something or nothing. Several players on Team USA are still adjusting to FIBA officiating. Throughout the games, multiple players from Jason Tatum to Bradley Beal have been staring down officials following no calls as they're accustomed to reaching touch fouls. Something or nothing.
1: Something. Um, this was a concern when you looked at the roster and lack of USA experience. Um, this and this is also what we said about the defensive intensity that you need because people like Andre Iguadala and Dwayne Wade and Kobe that's real basketball overseas where you can hand check yeah. and you know you can really fight through screens. So, to old school players, that's that's why they used to love doing it, these new guys don't like it as much. And this is a big deal because I think it's going to discourage a lot of younger players from maybe wanting to play in the Olympics in the future. Like I'm talking the young superstars like a Zion
0: Williamson. All right. Let's do a couple more fun ones. Something or nothing. Dallas, Miami, San Antonio, and Minnesota are among teams expected to show interest in John Collins' first Shams. Something if he ends up in Miami. Open the bag of chips on a live podcast. No, no <laughs> chips, no chips. All right, I'm messing with you. <laughs> um, I don't think Miami has the cap space. Oh, I'm going to say San Antonio or Minnesota is going to get up. Or No, no, San Antonio or Dallas, because Minnesota doesn't have any cap space either, which is terrible because they stink. Um, I'll skip that one that's boring. Oh, oh, this is very dramatic. Uh, something or nothing. LeBron James says he wants to finish his career with the Lakers. And that quote I truly hope I can finish my career with the Lakers, however many years, if it's four, five, six, whatever, <laughs> seven. <that laughs> is that and I hope I can continue to play the game.
1: And this is absolutely nothing. Yeah.
0: Because point, of the source that it's coming
1: yeah. from, <laughs> nothing.
0: One, <laughs> you decide where you're going to play. You are the most powerful player in the NBA. You use all the pool that you have acquired, that you deservedly acquired, so you determine it. All right. Yep. Two, you're not playing seven more seasons, dog. At listen, all. Listen, listen.
1: You can sell those <laughs> lies to somebody
0: else. Yeah, you can. You can tell if you, as long as you believe it, man. That's what's important. Uh, we'll do Do two, two more. Warrior Report. Warriors have already internally discussed the idea of trading for Damian Lillard. Something or nothing. Something. Because I don't know what that trade would look like. So this is something. So if I had to throw a package together, I had to throw two lottery picks. I have to throw Andrew Wiggins for a salary matcher. I'd have to throw maybe Wiseman in there. Um. So, as a two lottery picks plus James Wiseman plus Andrew Wiggins for salary matcher and maybe another future first. Whew. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, listen. I don't think it'd be a good fit because I just think size wise they'd be too small for him. It's a lot,
1: but if you're telling me <laughs> I get Steph Curry, Dame Lillard, and even if I get Klay Thompson at that at 80%, that's that's 120 I, that's 120 points a night
0: i just feel like it's too between three players i don't know i just don't really think i think it would fit offensively i think defensively you could just oh listen destroy those two dudes they would just like we said the same thing though about
1: the three players in brooklyn not working
0: defensively right and they almost they, you know yeah they had a chance to, to, to do something just uh, kidding
1: they almost did nothing they got bounced out
0: early <laughs> king We'll do two more and get up out of here. Uh, well, this is okay. When viewership of game two of the finals is up 41% from last year's finals. Something or nothing.
1: Um, this is something. I think this is proving all the people wrong that said you can't mix social justice issues with sports like the yep. NBA did. I think this is also proof that people just didn't want to watch the bubble like there were other things going on in the world at that time and you know people just weren't concerned about watching a basketball game with no fans that like you know a gym league session but this is something this means mvp you know still the dominating i mean not dominating but they're right behind football
0: all right um And our last one, which is probably our most popular one because this dude is on every trade block. Report Miami (laughs) Heat, New York Knicks, and Indiana Pacers are among teams interested in Colin Sexton. So we'll have a little bit more fun with it. French, give me the top two destinations that make sense for Colin Sexton. The New York Knicks.
1: Okay. Makes sense. Um, Because they can have him play the one. Slash, have Julius Randle kind of run the half court offense again. But the second team, and this is a sleeper team, but I'm at the. I do you think that he would uh, solidify a hole that they've had. And that's the San Antonio Spurs. Because they have DeJounte Murray at the one. The two's been iffy for them with injuries. There's a good chance that DeMar DeRozan's leaving. They Mm -hmm. do have pieces, you know, to solidify a trade there and not necessarily give up draft capital. But I think that would be an interesting choice for them because they're going to have to figure out how to get scoring if they can't keep DeMar DeRozan.
0: Uh, And we'll do one more. Yes, uh, this is something or nothing. People around the NBA expect the Pelicans to trade the number 10 pick for veteran help. Something or nothing, and should they do it? This is something,
1: because this shows me that Stan Van Gundy was not the only problem in New Orleans. <laughs> you can't tra- – and, I, you know, I made the joke, if people listen to the draft cast about this, because I said who the number 10 pick was going to be uh, the kid out of Australia, Gideon. Mm-hmm. And you, we were talking about how we didn't like him, but I was saying I thought New Orleans was going to trade that pick because that's what New Orleans does, Right. Like, they're not going to draft a player. They're going to look for some veteran help. But this draft is so deep, I just think it's a mistake. I think you can get a really good player, a really good role player at 10. I think if you're going to lose Lonzo Ball, then you package him in a sign-and-trade with whatever team he wants to go that wa- that you know was going to offer him a deal anyway,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: you get another pick. And then at 10, you think about taking a point guard. other pick you'd get with trading Lonzo, and you trade up, and you go out and you get one of the point guards. And maybe, you know, you get the kid out of Gonzaga. Maybe you get, you know, Mitchell out of Baylor. You, you have Mitchell, to figure it out.
0: Mitchell, Moses Moody, uh, Josh Giddy, Sharif Cooper, um, There are too many talented players. And for a team that is going to be very important to retain talent, you have to draft talent. I understand that Zion is making y'all think y'all window is ready. It's not ready because your window is not ready until you have a competent team. Outside of him, half of y'all pieces don't even fit. The one piece that do fit Alonzo, I don't think he's good. So he's going to go somewhere else and absolutely flourish. I think this is a terrible move. I think it's very important to keep the number 10 pick and draft a good player that yeah, can help unless them. you're trying to keep the pick. Yeah, please, Uh-oh. don't. What, vet, what veteran? What? Oh, Ooh, my here's my question,
1: too. Here's my question. You know this as well. The 10th pick is not something people value. So if you tell me you're going to you know, trade away the number two pick and get Zach Levine. Okay. Zach Levine, Ingram, Williams fine, I'm with that, but you're not doing that right. Getting it away for this mystery veteran to play what position you need. Guards, what guard are you getting that's the number 10 pick? Malcolm Brogdon, maybe?
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, you can I, probably I like get Brogdon
1: with the 10th pick.
0: Yeah, if you can get Brogdon, I'd do that one, but other than but, that, I yeah, that's just, what I'm saying. I just, that's a... just give it away, it has value,
1: man. Uh, Let's see. But uh, the thing about certain organizations, they fire and don't fire general managers. They're in the position that they're in because Danny Ainge.
0: Well, he made good decisions and then he followed up with some bad decisions.
1: Yes. But like just the construction of that team this past season wasn't good enough. Mm is going to be the problem with New Orleans, they're going to be worse next season. I'm calling that now because they're Mm. going to lose Josh Hart because both of those guys are and I just don't see New Orleans matching. They might match. But I think Josh Hart's going to get like $60 million, $70 million.
0: So I am going to follow it up with I think this is going to be a big free agent for massive player movement between free agency trades And just teams not being happy where they are. I think a lot of faces and names are changing. So it's going to be good for us. Uh, The offseason is where I get a majority of my fans. People just obsess over basketball trades and draft content. So we're going to give you all. uh, There's three weeks left to the draft. So we can try to push for at least eight mock drafts. All right. So we're at 1.0. Mock draft 2.0 is coming on Saturday. We will do our first full lottery draft. Um, listen, if I, if y'all, if y'all really like it, if y'all really like it, we, we, we will do a two part and we'll break it down. Like the first half of the day, we'll do the first half of the first round, the second half, but that only happens if y'all show the love. All right. Again, like share and subscribe, um, tell a friend, put it in your story, whether it's Facebook, uh, or Twitter or whatever, just, you know, as the podcast grows, we will, we will, and I repeat, we will. Give the people what they want. Uh, Any parting words, French?
1: Only thing I'm going to tell all the basketball fans out there is
0: we do have a finals finally. Yes. Oh, and the last thing I want to say, um, I know we talked about the 41% viewership being up. But also, I hate it when people say that, you know, there's not going to be anything fun about the NBA post Brian, I thought it was such a disrespect to the other players and the excitement in the league Listen, I like watching the Lakers and LeBron play, but I watch almost every team play. There's plenty of excitement, and this is a fun series, man. And even if it wasn't this series, other teams have fun series too. So 100% do not buy the notion that the non-LeBron finals is boring. That is a stand talking, and I don't want to hear that. All right? <laughs> so, as always, like, share, and subscribe. The best way that you can listen to this podcast is to download the Anchor app once you download the Anchor app, you can search "Know Your Role Player" That's K-N-O-W-Y-A-R-O-L-E-P-L-E-Y-E-R. E P L A Y E R. All right, whether you have Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Stitcher, Radio, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Castbox, Stitcher, and many more, it'll automatically give you a notification and let you know when new episodes are available. We will be coming back Saturday to our first mock draft of the lottery. Um, we'll also talk about game three Saturday. Should be only one game, be yeah, a Sunday game four, yeah. So, we'll, we'll also talk about game four, that'll be fun, and we'll take it from there. All right, as always, thank my man French for being a guest on the pod. We'll be back Saturday. Y'all take care, be safe. Peace.